And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, Oklahoma Sooner edition. We got a we got an Oklahoma great on with us today. Uh, I might do a little radio with this guy occasionally, but mostly it's because he was really good at snapping footballs for the Oklahoma Sooners that we're talking to him. Gabe Eichard, what's going on? Andy, it is always always a pleasure working with you on SiriusXM, and I cannot I cannot express how excited I am to make my first appearance on Ass. I mean, I this is something I've I, I've been listening for a long time. This is yep. something I've dreamt of, so I I cannot believe I'm here. We all dream about someday talking out of our asses and and now you get to do it. So uh, Gabe, Gabe is one of those people who I will get texts from, you know, three or four days after an, ep- after an episode dropped where he is arguing with me in real time about something I'm saying very much like Ralph Russo, our friend from the Associated Press. Uh, and I'll be like, wait, wait, what, what did I say? When, when did I say that? <laughs> Hold on. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about here. It is. It is one of my favorite pastimes because you know you know how it can be with podcasts. Sometimes, sometimes life happens. It takes you a few days to get to the podcast oh, yeah. that you want to listen to, and yours is one that I listen to all the time, consistently. Sometimes, especially now with the new baby, it may take me a few days to get to <laughs> exactly. the new episode. But I'm always sharing my opinion with you. You know that, and we, we've had we've had some good debates over the years about some. It, it's mostly the random rankings of things yes. where we we get into it. Well, Gabe, Gabe and I bonded over Tar Humaras in, in Norman. Uh, that was a restaurant that was introduced to me by George Schroeder, who used to work at USA Today and and lived in Norman for a long time, and so he took me there and. I, it's it's strange because it, and, and you describe this better than anybody because Tarhu Mars is one of those places that like I can't tell you why it's one of the most amazing Mexican restaurants on earth. It just is. Like when you go, you just feel happy. The the best way to describe it is yes, the food is amazing. Yes, the service is amazing at Tarhu Yes, the queso is free. The queso is free, which uh, I know we'll get to this, but I can't wait for our our new friends in the SEC to experience Oklahoma Tex-Mex restaurants. It's going to blow their mind. But the best way to describe Taramara's, Andy, is that you just feel loved when you eat there. You feel appreciated. Yes, it's, it's, it's The true. food is great. The service is great. Like Everyone's smiling. It's just... It's such a pleasant all-around experience that it just puts you in a good mood being there. That's that's why I like it so much. Yes, the food is fantastic, but it's just like the feeling you have not only the entire time you're in the restaurant, but as you're being wheelbarrowed out, you feel <laughs> you just feel 
you feel better about yourself for some reason. It makes no sense because you just ate, you know, roughly 4,000 calories of Mexican food, but it, it's just a feeling, man. It is, it is truly amazing. And you know, that, that is the Lincoln Riley of, uh, of Norman restaurants where it just keeps getting better every single time. And, and, and that's why I wanted to have you on because this is a, a really exciting time for Oklahoma, not just because of the, the conference change that's coming up, but this team that, that Lincoln Riley brings back, this might be his best team, or at least his, his most well-rounded team. He's had two teams that had, you know, 17 and 18 went from, you know, best offense in the history of college football to maybe the next best offense in the history of college football. I know LSU 19 and Alabama 20 will have their say in that too, but the problem with those Oklahoma teams is the defense couldn't hold up its end of the bargain. And now it seems like they have a defense that can hold up its end of the bargain. And this feels like a real shot for Oklahoma to win its first national title since 2000. I, for, for me, playing great defense all starts with having a badass defensive line. The, the best defenses I played with, the best defenses I played against, all had elite defensive line play. And the argument can be made going into this season, and I know Clemson and Georgia and Ohio State probably would want to have something to say about it, but the argument can be made that Oklahoma's got the best defensive line in all of college football. Uh, you, Which is you something that at, you never would have thought over the no, last 10 years, no, I, really it, since Jerome McCoy left. Right. It To think of where this team was defensively just three years ago to where it is now, I, I mean, it's it's a true testament to what Alex Grinch and his staff on that side of the ball have done. They have, you, they've created just an incredible sense of competition on that side of the ball, Andy. And, and one thing that's interesting about it, and Teddy Lehman and I have talked about this a lot, on our podcast, on your podcast, the Oklahoma Breakdown, which you have There's been a, a guest, yes, you've been a guest a couple of times actually, and it, it is it's interesting because the traditional model, right, of college football, pro football, whatever, is you have your ones and you have your twos, mm-hmm. right, and your twos really only play if something goes wrong. That's not how Alex Grinch and his staff operate. I mean, if you are a two or even a three at all positions, like you are ex- being, you, you are expected to play significant snaps in the game. Their, their whole philosophy is stay fresh, stay fast. And I, I think that that has really, really worked in their favor, man. You, you've got guys up and down this roster on the defensive side of the ball that are totally invested because they know they're going to get to play. Man, it, and you know as well as I do as a former player, when you know you're going to get to play, you just naturally prepare different. You just do. So it, it's really interesting and it's really impressive to see what they're doing on the defensive side of things. Well, and, and it's interesting because Alex Grinch, he worked with Mike Leach at, at Washington State. And let, let's look at this practically. Because you, you gave me a stat when we were talking earlier this week that blew my mind. You said you were talking to somebody at OU and that they said they were they had 14 D linemen 
across that front four that they are comfortable playing in games right now. I'm not sure there are any, maybe LSU might say that, but I'm not sure anybody else in the country would say that. That, and it, and it goes back to all of these guys feeling like they are significant contributors and that if they do, if they do put good stuff on film and practice, that they will get reps in games. And, and that is what Grinch has shown the last couple of years. He is, he's not scared to play six or seven different defensive tackles in a game. That's what they're going to do this season. You you look across the board. Yes, they do have players that have first, second round potential. When you look at Nick Benito, you look at Perion Winfrey. But the thing, the difference is now for Oklahoma you is... Can, you roll Jalen Redman in. You roll Jalen Redman. You roll Jordan Kelly. I mean, you roll Corey Roberson. You roll Ellison. Like, they have guys that they feel maybe they're not as good as Perion Winfrey or Nick Benito, but the drop-off is not significant. And that's something Oklahoma hasn't had, right? And yeah. Andy, you you know it. A season's long, man. Yeah. And when you get to the college football playoff, you're beat up. You got to have depth. And Oklahoma, especially on the defensive front in particular, they have more depth right now than we have seen in I don't know how long. Maybe since that 08 team to play in the national championship. Think about the kind of offenses you have to beat to win the national title. It's not, I mean, Oklahoma's one of those offenses, but Alabama does that too now. Alabama runs a ton of plays. Ohio State runs a ton of plays. Clemson runs a ton of plays. You know, you have to have those guys fresh. I, think about it from an offensive lineman's perspective, you know, you block, maybe you got to run downfield every once in a while on a big play, but you're not sprinting the entire time. If you're playing D-line, you're a 300-pound guy, if you're an interior lineman, sprinting the entire play. You're not going to make it if you've got to run nine of those in a row. Somebody's got to be able to come in. And, and that's, that's the difference now for Oklahoma defensively, and it's not just at the defensive line. You look at their inside linebacker position, there's two spots they're probably going to play five or six guys. Wow. Like that's just that that's just how they feel about the the not only the talent but the depth they have at these positions. You know, I I, I talked to Roy Manning, the corners coach. He's got two corner spots. He said he feels really really good about playing six corners. Six. <laughs> so was- the, the the sense of competition has really ramped up. Right. And you can see it when you go out and you watch this team practice. You can see it and feel it on the sideline during games. I, I do the the sideline for the OU radio call and just the sense of competition, it is constant. And that's why I think what Alex Grinch has done on the defensive side of things, and we'll see what the defense looks like this year, right? They got to live up to this hype that they're getting sure. in the preseason. But man, it 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 changed quickly on the defensive side in Norman. But, but the thing is, you, you don't have to be what our old definition of dominant on defense. That like, doesn't exist anymore in my mind. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what Bob Stoops came to Oklahoma thinking was dominance on defense does not exist in the, in the game of football. I mean, Nick Saban said it last year. He's like, you need to have a defense that can uh, produce negative plays and produce quick changes. You, 
against some of these off, you will not stop the like for Alabama last year, they were not going to stop Florida from scoring. They just needed to to make a couple, you know, quick changes or 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 big negative plays or make a stop every once in a while to keep their offense scoring. But that's you know, that's the difference with Oklahoma though, because they could not stop anyone three years ago. You go back to the Rose Bowl against Georgia. Georgia's getting 10 yards every time they run the ball. And you knew that eventually it was going to break down. But now, if they get a couple stops, it may be over, even if they're playing somebody really good. And, and that's why it's so weird to say it out loud, but heading into this season, I feel I feel better about OU's defense than I do their offense. And I know that's crazy Which to say. crazy. With, with what Lincoln Riley has done since he's been in Norman first as the coordinator and now as the head coach, like I know they're going to be really good offensively, right? They got arguably the best mind in all of college football on offense calling plays for him, but they do have some question marks offensively, right? We are all expecting Spencer Rattler to be that Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray type player this season. And he showed flashes of being a special player last year. And from everything I've been told, it sounds like he has taken not a step, but a leap, not only with his play, but with his leadership as well. So I, I feel good about what we're going to see from Rattler, but there are some unknowns, most notably the offensive line. Now, I have more faith in Bill Beanbow than I may have in anyone other than people in my family. Like I, I truly <laughs> I believe, you might say that I truly believe in that man. And I think he's the best at what he does. I think he will get those guys, right? They feel good about seven or so guys are starting caliber and then two to three guys, high level backups. So they like the talent. They just got to find the right combination. You know how challenging that can be Andy as a former alignment. It, it just takes some time. It takes the reps, but you look at the skill positions, I think they're a little thin at running back. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure, and I don't know if you have to have a star at wide receiver, but I'm not sure they have that CD lamb. Right, there's not a CD lamb, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And maybe, maybe Marvin Mims turns into that guy, right? They're, they're going to move him around some more this season. Uh, they're, you know, Lincoln's going to dial up some plays. For him, maybe Jaden Hazelwood finally becomes what he was supposed to be coming out of high school, right? As the top wide receiver in the country. But we just haven't seen it. I mean, Marvin Mims had a really good freshman year last year, but he had like 670 something yards receiving. It's not like he was a 1,500 yard wide receiver. Right. This is so, this is Oklahoma. A lot of schools would be like, oh, six, seven. That's that's, that's awesome. But no, in, in, in Oklahoma, you've got to crack a thousand to be having a good year as a receiver. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm curious, what happened with Spencer Rattler after he got pulled against Texas? Because it felt like he was a different player after that. Yeah, that we... We call that the Texas timeout. And <laughs> I will say this. I was extremely impressed with how Spencer responded to that situation. I thought he handled it very maturely and clearly played really good football after that happened. And, you know, it, it, it's embarrassing for that to happen, especially in that game when everyone's yeah. watching. Like the way that he handled it was tremendous. But I think. Really, the difference was he was just more decisive after mm-hmm. that. I, I don't know if that's the best way to explain it, but he realized that he needed to be more efficient and process things quickly and trust what he sees. Yeah. And I, I think that is something we saw build in the back half of the season for Oklahoma, where you look at his timing in the pocket, his timing in the passing game. And, and remember last season was crazy, right? He, he didn't get spring ball. He didn't get to throw in the summer with his wide receivers. I mean, it was his first year starting. Well, so it's not and like this is, this is what I keep guy. telling people about the difference between him and the other Oklahoma quarterbacks during this run. Baker Mayfield had started at Texas tech and sat a year. Kyler Murray had started games at Texas A&M and then sat, sat a year and then played as a backup for a year. Jalen Hurts had started two years at Alabama and then been a backup at Alabama for a year. They all had extensive experience before they became Oklahoma starter. And I think what happened to Rattler is something that a lot of people can relate to. Maybe not football-wise, but life-wise. Yeah. Where you have that moment where something happens and you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. I I need to I need to approach things differently. Like I have to be better. And Rattler had that moment and credit to Lincoln for for doing what he did and kind of anticipating that Spencer would respond to that positively by kind of yeah. knowing his mental makeup. It could have snowballed the wrong direction, but it didn't. And that that's that's one of those things when you, you realize like, hey, these coaches know their players 
better than anyone other than their families, right? How they'll respond to situations like that. And I, I just think Rattler showed a lot of maturity. And now you, you can just see the way he carries himself. He, he gained confidence after that. And I, I'm a firm believer that confidence, other than just pure athleticism and strength, it's like the most important thing in football. It's, I, it's I, the best drug in the world. Oh, I'm with you. So it's, it's, it's the reason I can take a spoonful of mayonnaise and just say, all right, I'm going to do this. Oh, please don't. Please don't. I, I listened to that. I episode, know that's your favorite and I watched segment. The video. Please, please don't do that again. Please. Well, I, we, oh. we should probably announce this. I, I mentioned this to you when we were doing radio on Sirius XM the other day, but uh, I think Ari and I have come up with some terms for the UCLA LSU bet. And I think we need. I think the loser is going to have to take the Will Levis challenge. For those who don't know, Will Levis is Kentucky's new starting quarterback. There's a video of him that went viral earlier this year of him eating a banana, and it is a brown, very overripe banana. But what is spectacular and amazing and disgusting about this video is that Will Levis eats it peel and all, and flinches not even once. So Ari is terrified. So he needs UCLA to lose by fewer than 15 or win outright. Uh, I've given him lots of points. I'm not that scared, Gabe. I think I can handle this one. I really do. Like, mayonnaise just just does that to me. I'm pretty sure I can attack that banana just like Will Levis did. Just absolutely no faith, man. Look at look at you. What did you did you say? 15. 15. I have no faith in UCLA. None. I have. I, I think LSU is having a big year, and and it's funny because no I actually faith think in this, DTR, man. My goodness. I I like DTR. I think I also think this will be Chip Kelly's best UCLA team. I completely agree with that. I happen to think UCLA will be, or that that LSU will be very very good this year. I mean, how bad can you be when you have that much talent? And I know they had a lot Precisely. of things going on last year, <laughs> a lot going on yeah. last year, but they won the national title two years ago. <laughs> like yep. they were, they were, yep. They, they just have an unbelievable amount of talent in Baton Rouge. I, I will say this though. I may, I may your, like your side of that bet. Now I would never make it because that's, that's a lot of points. <laughs> you, I, I will say this. The more I listen to you and Ari do this podcast together, the more I realize that Ari and I have a lot in common. Like a really? lot. Okay. All right. Do tell. Do well, tell. I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I don't gamble as much as him, although I do like to wet the beak every once in a while. But I, I have an eight week, eight week uh, old son. Oh, yeah. So he's Ari's, Ari's headed your way very soon. He's preparing for the dad life. I, I feel like I could give him a lot of advice the do's, the don'ts, what you need, what you really don't need. And then one thing we share in common, man, I'm just not handy. I, I just, I, if it takes more than a hammer or screwdriver, I, if, if a leveler is involved and I have to make more than three or four drill holes in anything, I got a guy for that. I got a guy for that. You so played I center. I, I just assume I, anybody who played center. I know. Could go to Home Depot, buy lumber and build a house but, from scratch. But the thing for me is like, I have accepted it. I know my limits, right? And I know there's some people that they want to watch the YouTube video. They want to learn how to do it. They want to be yeah. able to do it themselves. 
I am a person that looks at situations and goes, okay, how pissed off will I get if I have to do this myself? And can I do it efficiently to where me doing it is a better option than me just like, having someone that I know is going to do money. it efficiently? And a lot of situations arise where I go, mm, I ain't got that. That's not in the wheelhouse. And you just, you just pay someone to do it. So I, Every time I hear you and Ari argue about mowing the lawn or cleaning your house or whatever, I'm, I'm usually team Ari on the, uh, on those conversations. Well, that makes me feel worse. This is, we're talking to a very smart man here in Gay Bikerd. He did get admitted into medical school. So was, not many of us can say that. The, I was once the academic All-American of the year, but now I just do radio and TV. So my parents... I, I like to think my parents are proud of me, but my brothers both have like really fancy jobs and like one's got an MBA. The other one's got a JD from Northwestern and I do sports TV and radio. I used to be the cool son, right? Because I was playing in the NFL and that was cool. And now I'm like, oh yeah, he, he does some TVs, does some radio and a podcast. Yeah. And about once a month, my mom goes, you, you know, you can still go to law school, right? You, you can still <laughs> So it's, it's, I've chosen what I've chosen. It works for me. That's it. I, I've got that too. I, I, I went back to my 10 year high school reunion. This was a long time ago, more than 10 years ago and realized just how competitive academically my high school was. Cause it was like doctor, doctor, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. And here's me sports writer for the Tampa Tribune. And I'm just like, Ooh, I'm looking at my wife yeah. like, you sure you picked right? I'm not sure if you did. Yeah, I, I went to a private high school in Oklahoma City called Bish McGinnis Catholic High School. I think my graduating class was 144. There's a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the only one doing sports radio and television. I'm pretty sure. I don't know you're, that. You're the only fact, one going, hey, guys, have you checked out my new podcast? Make sure. Hey, download, like, subscribe. Thanks. And they're like, they're like, you mean like Joe Rogan has a podcast? I'm like, not yeah, exactly. Kind of on a smaller scale, on a smaller scale than our man Joe, but. <laughs> but that's okay because you get to do things like call games for Oklahoma. And oh, by the way, the Sooners open the season at Tulane. Brilliant scheduling by Oklahoma AD Joe Castiglione uh, just for the food. And, and I would not put it past Joe to schedule a game just for the places you can eat when you go. There's a lot of OU fans that are very excited for that trip. I I am very excited. I spent some time in New Orleans with the Saints, so I'm I'm excited to uh to see a couple of those guys I played with and also to to enjoy some of the dining establishments, but one thing I'm not excited about like it's at Yulman Stadium. It's actually at Tulane. It's not at the Superdome. Yeah. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff, which means... We, we know how much you like 11 a.m. kickoffs at Oklahoma. Yeah, which I actually love them as part of the radio team. Hey, in, out, get home. Oh, you're done. It. Absolutely. I know the fans hate it, but if you're working the game, it's awesome. But my biggest concern is how many... Because I'll be working the sideline for that game. Mm -hmm. It's going to be early September in New Orleans... That second half, it's going to be about, sticky. you know, a little steamy two o'clock. 
I don't know if it's going to be a two shirt day, a three shirt day. I don't know if whether or not to bring extra an extra pair of pants. I mean, it's oh, definitely bring the 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 butt sweat, the the swamp ass will be so strong. You will need at least one extra pair of pants. I mean, you got to go something you know like the Lululemon slacks that are that are pretty thin and and breathable, but you're still going to sweat through those. Yeah, I'll be I'll be in some Lululemon ABCs or some of those Roan commuter pants, and I just I'm worried about it. I'm Gabe worried, does his like, shopping on Instagram, I, and those ads pop up. It's like, oh, there we go. It's it's one of those things where you know you're you're starting to do your prep for week one. You're starting to look into you know what Tulane does well, and then you're just you you just can't stop thinking about how humid it's going to be because. There's just no way to prepare for it. There's no way to prepare for that type of humidity. No. And and people who've never lived in it, who didn't grow up with it, don't understand. You know, I, I just assume that I will go through multiple shirts during a day in August or September. It's just how it goes. I mean, I, I've lived in a I've lived in a literal swamp my entire life. And yeah, you, you just gotta be prepared as a man of larger carriage. You have to be prepared for these sort of things. See, I've lost a lot of weight. You know, similar to you. You look great, by the way, man. Good job. I I've lost what sixty five ish. Oh yeah, pounds since I was playing, and I always thought that once I lost the weight, like I would sweat less. I may oh. sweat more now. <laughs> like it's it just it's like, and once the faucet's on, it is it's a bloodbath. I, I've learned to just let it go. That's one thing living in, in Florida as long as I have will teach you. Because I used to get real self-conscious about, oh, am I, do I have armpit sweat going or are there sweat stains on my shirt? Now I'm just like, forget it. I live in Florida. I'm going to be soaked for six months out of the year. Just get over it. Everybody else is just as hot as me. So you just deal with it. Well, when I'm sweating through my shirt and my pants – in that opener at Tulane, I'm going to text you. I'm just going to send you a picture and say, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I worked out. I ran this morning and because of some work stuff, couldn't get out to run until about 10 o'clock in the morning. It was already 86 degrees with a million percent humidity. Shirt and shorts like I had swam in the pool. That... I, I can't believe you run. That's so impressive. Like I I have a firm and it is firm. A firm feet on the ground policy. Like no jumping. Oh, you're like no you're running. Like a, are you like a race walker? You you gotta you gotta shimmy like that? I, I walk the dogs and it's at a decent pace. It's at a decent pace, but we're talking swimming and Peloton, maybe some elliptical, but I am it's all about longevity. At this point, with these joints, man, I mean, put some mileage on them. In my I was gonna say your, yours took a little bigger pounding than mine did, so I, you do whatever you got to do to to stay upright. That's that's all that matters. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We do need to look into the future, though, because you have a very, very important wager with your co-host, Holly Rowe, on SiriusXM Big 12 Radio. She has bet you $1,000 that Oklahoma will not win an SEC title in its first 10 years in the league. And I'm on your side on this. I think you're going to win this bet. I think you're cashing this bet. But how quickly did you, did you accept those terms? I want to make it clear, this bet was entirely her idea. (laughs) Of course. It was entirely her idea. And I love Holly, but she set no odds. Like, there's no juice at all. She was just like, straight up, they win one or they don't, 10 years, 1000 bucks. And I was like, yeah, deal. That's that's an awesome bet for me. It's essentially me betting $100 every year that OU will win the SEC. Like that's that's how I viewed it. And I will say this. I know that OU in Texas going to the SEC has has made a ton of headlines, but OU is recruiting at a much higher level, right? When you when you look at the body types, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the people that Alex Grinch and that staff are bringing in, like they look like SEC players. And and that's where it's headed on the defensive side of things. And Lincoln Riley is going to continue to bring in studs that want to play in that offensive system. Like there, there's no doubt where it gets tricky for me is, okay, how many years will it take for OU to get in that league? Because I, I I think, I think the longer it takes now, I'm not sure it'll be actually be 2025, but the longer it takes, the more recruiting classes, Lincoln Riley can now eliminate his number one disadvantage in recruiting. His number right. one disadvantage in recruiting was a kid saying, hey, coach, I want to play in the SEC. He couldn't say anything to a kid that said that. Now he can. Now he can say, okay, come to Oklahoma. You'll play in the SEC. You'll play in the best league. And we'll get you on the field as early as possible. So I, I think that Oklahoma, th- there's this, there's this notion for some people that Oklahoma is going to go to the SEC and really struggle off the bat. I think they're going to compete immediately. Oklahoma has never struggled ever. Uh, well, that's not true. Okay, the the John Blake era. Uh, the beginning of my times. OU fandom was the was the uh, mid and yeah. late 90s. Andy, but so but I, there have I been the very struggles. few times. Yeah. Now, Ohio State has never struggled, ever. Oklahoma has only a few limited years where it has. It's it, Alabama's had more down years than Oklahoma's had, if, if we're going grand scheme of things. So 
I, I don't believe for a second that Oklahoma won't compete. The, the Texas is another story. I don't, you know, I, I think it's harder to win at, at Texas than, than people realize and, or people are willing to accept. You listen to this show, you know how Ari feels about their ceiling and, and all that. I just, I don't, I don't see it because I think it's a hard place to win. Oklahoma, conversely, I think is an easy place to win because people pull in the same direction at Oklahoma. Yeah, Texas not being consistently good is one of the greater mysteries in all of college football. When you look at it, Tom Herman recruited well. Right. So did and Charlie Strong. So did Charlie. Like, everything points to that program being not good, but elite. And they have one double-digit win season since 2010. One. And it, it just, it makes no sense. Like I've been to Austin, right? I, you know, I never played the Longhorns there. We always played them in the Cotton Bowl. And now that I cover OU, like still going to the Cotton Bowl, but I've been to Austin for a couple bachelor parties. How do like they get good, I get why they get good players. Like <laughs> right, how are exactly. they not better? It it makes, it makes absolutely no sense. And, and I know a lot of people say, well, the boosters, there's too many people involved. It's like, Hey guys, the boosters aren't in between the white lines on game day. Like right. it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I think, I, I do think Sark is, is a really good hire. And I, I've had the chance to interview him a couple of times. And every time I interview him, I come away as an OU go as an OU guy going, dang it. That guy's, <laughs> I, that guy's, that guy's awesome. Like, dang it. So I, I do think, he can fix the developmental problem they've had because that's been that, the problem. I think that's the problem. They don't right. make draft picks. That's that's it. they get they get highly ranked recruits, higher ranked than Oklahoma over the last ten yeah. years, but they don't turn them into draft picks like Oklahoma does. They have all of the best facilities. They've got a big hundred thousand seat stadium. It's in an awesome city. They just don't win. They don't win the way they're supposed to win. It, it right. truly is one of the more confusing things in all of college football. I tell you what, let's take this argument to the SEC. You can actually paint an SEC logo on the 50-yard line at the Cotton Bowl for that first meeting. I'm sure Greg Sankey will try to work that in somehow, right? Oh, I guarantee well, Normally, it's that. just like it's a piece of cotton in the middle, so I don't, yeah, I don't it'll know. It'll at least be on the 35. That is going to... It is weird that OU Texas is now going to be an SEC game. That is going to take it's a going to take a while to, to get used to, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, and that's what I was wondering. I mean, you grew up your whole life with with for you, Oklahoma in the Big Twelve is the norm. You you were alive when Oklahoma was in the Big Eight, but not probably not real sentient at that point. But I'm sure your parents remember Oklahoma in the Big Eight, and how strange is it going to be to see them like playing Alabama in a conference game or LSU in a conference game? I had, I had a really mixed reaction when the announcement, you know, when the news kind of started trickling out and, and all that smoke was coming out about OU and Texas going to the SEC, because I'm a big 12 guy, right? I grew up watching the big 12 uh, played in the big 12 I host Big 12 today on Big 12 radio. <laughs> yes. 
and I, I've defended the Big 12 Conference for years and years and years against its critics. And I, I don't love the fact that the eight remaining teams in the Big 12 feel like they are now left out in the cold, right? The, the alliance that is going right. on allegedly well, between the Big right. Ten. They're not, they're not in the alliance. They're, they're, they're you know, kind of marginalized. And I, I look at I look at a program like Oklahoma State, not just football, because Gundy Gundy's been really, really consistent there. They've won a lot of games. They've been the second most winning program when you look at Big 12 football over the last decade. Like they've been good. They belong in the power five or whatever, whatever the new version of the power five is going to be. Like there's no doubt in my mind, Oklahoma State belongs in that league or whatever we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. And the the possibility that they may be left on the outside, like even though I was raised to hate Oklahoma State, like that that does bother me. And I, I'm I'm an Oklahoma and I live here. Like I want what's best for the state of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State deserves it over a bunch of other programs. Like you look at the Alliance, right? Would I rather watch Ohio State play Arizona or play Oklahoma State? The, the answer is Oklahoma State for me. Now, maybe maybe if you're an Arizona fan, you feel differently. But but yeah, most people would would rather see that than than Ohio State Wake Forest or Ohio yeah. State, you know, Syracuse or Pittsburgh or that's so that's that's my only. You know, I'm a, I'm a big pros and cons guy and OU to the SEC like that that was that was essentially the only con for me was okay what's it mean for the remaining eight in the conference uh clearly the pros are fantastic it's it's going to be so much fun for the coaches players fans the the level of competition is getting ramped up there's no doubt about it it is well documented what this is going to mean for revenue for the University of Oklahoma and those SEC schools that travel incredibly well. They're going to bring fans and you know pump a ton of money into the uh, into the economy there in Norman and to the state of Oklahoma. Like that's extremely valuable. Like I, I recognize what a smart business move this is for the University of Oklahoma. And I think that it is going to be really, really fun when it comes to what we see on the field. I think it's it's going to be extremely competitive. Is OU going to lose some more games? Yes. Are they going to win six conference titles in a row in the SEC? Absolutely not. But it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And we kind of all, and, and you were one of the people that, has been saying this stuff for years, Andy, like how this was, how college football was kind of headed towards this type of model. And I just want to give you credit, man. You were right. I don't know if I want to be right. I, I don't like the Super League aspect of it because it does, like you were talking about with Oklahoma State, t- does take some of the fun out of it. But I will say, I'm very excited to present you with all my detailed research on all of the eateries in the SEC. I have spent years working on this list. So that's so funny that you say that because when it, when it was coming out, my wife was like, what do you think? And we were talking about 
you know, the benefits for OU and how I kind of felt bad for the teams that'd be left behind. And then she was like, but what about, what about the road games? And I just turned to her and I go, oh, I've got a food guy. I've got a food guy. And she looked at me like, what are you talking about? I was like, his name's Andy Staples. You know, we, we do radio together. Like his, his whole thing is he goes places and he used to do it for Sports Illustrated. Like the whole thing, he goes places and he eats. And so we like, we're going to have to try all of the recommendations. That was, that was something that was mentioned very early in the process. Well, I, I'm glad I got into your thought process about Oklahoma to the SEC. That's good. I have a long list. I'll be, I have to send it to you in chunks. It's, it's hard to digest all at once. It's, you know, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but I, I'm very excited to share that with you. Gabe Eichard, I know you got you to work. You got a radio broadcast coming up. You can listen to Gabe on Sirius XM, Big 12 Radio, Big 12 Today. You can also listen to the Oklahoma Breakdown which with, with Gabe and Teddy Lehman. And wherever you find podcasts and Gabe, I'm telling you, I cannot wait to share some free queso with you sometime very soon. Uh, I look forward to it. I look forward to it, my friend. And I just want to say, I don't think my first ass experience could have gone any better. What a time. Please don't clip that clip. What did I say? That's all I'm asking the producers. Please, please don't clip that. Don't make that the promo. Don't make that the promo. But yes, you will be invited back. There will be a second ass experience for you, gay biker. Thanks, Andy.